This is episode 55 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Oh my gosh, we're so lucky. Did that get your attention? Did that get your attention? We're speaking about religion versus spirituality. Hmm. There's a difference, right? Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. I mean, if you want to look at it from a psychological perspective, religion is associated with rituals. And spirituality is associated with peace and purpose. And in the case of Christians, that peace and purpose would come from a relationship with Jesus. So I think that's where I would define the two. You know, if your faith is more about the things you do versus the Savior you have, then that's where I would say one is religion, one is spirituality or faith. And I do want to apologize sincerely to those who are offended when I said Right. Started out the, the oh my gosh and the, the lucky thing. I didn't realize that till actually I had already known the Lord for how many hmm. like you know fifteen twenty years. And when sure. I came to Family Life and I mentioned that somebody said, "No, you can't say that, people. You're taking the the Lord's name in vain." And I'm like, "What?" Well, that, what? I, I, yeah. I was surprised. I'm like, well, right. "I didn't mean that. That's mm-hmm. not my heart." Well, and see, that's the thing. If it's not your heart, then is it? offensive <laughs> you know I'm, oh right. what yeah. a question you know yeah. it's, it's like if it's not the person's heart is it offensive and also are we allowed to be offended by oh. anything oh, no. like i mean mm. isn't part of the forgiveness that we received in christ part of that is that we are supposed to be forgiving of all that and more to other people. And so we really can't get offended when someone says something that rubs us the wrong way. Yeah, I I have a difficult time with that because I understand when somebody wants to, like, let's say in this instance, what they're thinking they're doing is trying to keep God's name holy. And so they they feel like they're standing up for God's righteousness and stuff. But at the same time, now understand that this can be taken different ways. It's like, if it, let's say that bothers me, does God need me to speak up for him? There, right? Like God's God. Nothing about God's glory is really tarnished if somebody says something that I think doesn't honor Him, and and then <laughs> whether or not even gosh is something that offends God. I guess we'll have to find that out when we get there someday. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, does God need me to to put somebody down in their words because of how they spoke? And a lot of this stuff, like it comes down to, um, like I think about a story where a guy came to church kind of the, for the first time. He was invited in and um, he, he came in just wearing what he wore his his team jersey, you know, that he liked his mm-hmm. one of his favorite players and made to feel, oh, you can't wear that here. Oh, that's not what we dress like. Hey, and it's like, wow, what about the heart of being in church for the first time, giving that a try and then being legalistic about what one needs to wear in a house of worship, as we call them, being like, didn't that miss the whole point? Isn't that like, like, can you picture Jesus being like, hey, take that jersey off and put on a tie? I feel like the entire Buffalo Bills offensive line attended my church most Sundays. (laughs) Right, right, right. You you can look out there like 42 Josh Allens. When you you said that, it reminded me of a story of a church I used to attend where a guest speaker came in and was speaking. 
And about uh, maybe halfway through his sermon, he took his sport coat off. He was dressed nicely, took his no! sport coat off. But wait a minute, he had short sleeve <laughs> shirts on and oh. both arms just covered with tattoos. Oh, oh I love, boy. I love that. Oh, that'll get you talking. <laughs> well, it got my attention. Right. And, I, you know, and then he goes through the whole rest of the sermon speaking mm-hmm. on forgiveness and how, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And as he finished his sermon, he... They were temporary tattoos. He, they were pieces oh, of, sleeves. And he like sleeves, sleeves. 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 And he took the sleeves off and he said, now, how many of you would that have made a difference to? If you saw me outside your church before mm. the service started and I was dressed not so well, maybe just looking very mm. disheveled and I was covered with tattoos, would you have invited me in? Mm. And it was it was a great question. It was like, right. am I making a judgment based on those things? Am I being religious and not being spiritual. Yeah, and and that being like you always get to, Steve, about how it is about the heart, like the heart of the person. And I, I just for a moment here want to be the, um, what do I call it, the choir boy's advocate? I definitely can't say the devil's advocate when we're talking about it this no, way. No, 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 right. For the, for the word religious, though, and in the sense of saying, okay, do I want to say religion itself means a bad thing? I think it's always about the heart behind it because... Mm-hmm. Even if we do look at like the word, like God's word gives us the right definition of like true religion, as uh, James calls it in his epistle in the New Testament. But listen, it's so different. Like think about this. He says, if anyone thinks he is religious and doesn't bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Right. He says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So it's like, if you're going to do this thing, whatever you call it, and there is some beauty in having traditions that Mm -hmm. go back and that the church has done for hundreds or thousands of years. And, and if you call that religion, okay, but really what is it if it doesn't include the relationship aspect of both our relationships with people, how we treat them. And of course, yes, having a vibrant relationship with God that doesn't stop at church walls. It goes out. It's a part of your, entire life that's what getting this whole religion relationship thing right mm-hmm. means i think right to be clear we're not saying religion is a bad thing yeah but, no right, no right, no right and and really you know religion kind of the acts of what we believe uh the manifestation the things that we do based upon what we believe mm-hmm. if we could say that safely and as you pointed out in that scripture tim that comes from what's on the inside of you you know the words that come out of your mouth the way that you treat people is all a manifestation of what you believe and in matthew uh, jesus says woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites you give a tenth of your spices but you've neglected the more important matters of the law justice mercy and faithfulness. You Hmm. should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. And so I believe that Jesus really wants us to be more concerned with how we treat others than how others treat us. So Hmm. when we get to the matter of things that offend, um, it's almost like worry about yourself, <laughs> you know. Mm, yeah, like, right. So often in scripture, we see you. You know, you've got this this sliver in your brother's eye, but look at the plank in your eye. So before you're quick to criticize someone for saying or doing something that you find so offensive, whoa, gut check yourself. Is there something you need to correct? Now that doesn't mean we let our brothers and sisters in Christ run around willy nilly, but the Bible does give very specific direction on that, how you go to someone in love Mm. 
and say to them, do you realize when you say this, it could be perceived as you're using the Lord's name in vain or you're looking at at luck versus God's provision. And maybe that person will go, huh, I never thought of it that way. But that's a lot different than looking down on somebody who walks into church and isn't dressed the way that you think Mm -hmm. they ought to be dressed, right? I learned this lesson a long time ago, and I'll just pass it along. uh, And it deals with being in church and the music that's being played, uh, or maybe music on the radio or whatever music. Uh, I remember early in a service and hearing a song, like, uh, I hear that song again, and thinking, I don't like that song. But then I heard from the pulpit months later, someone addressed that issue, if it's a style of a song or a, the whatever of the song, to, instead of pointing to like, I don't like this, every time one of those happens, because of what I've learned and what was preached, it's like, okay, Maybe it doesn't touch my heart the way, but now's the time to pray. Thank you, Lord, that that song is reaching someone. You're playing it Mm. for a purpose. It's going to reach someone's heart. Um, So whether you take that lesson or not, it helped me in just what you were saying, taking Mm. the focus off me and helping others, right? It's Mm -hmm. like it's not about me. It's about that love toward others. So, yeah, interesting conversation that will continue on and on and on and on. Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. You know, it's got to be hard for pastors. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, people are doing all sorts of things in the congregation while the pastor's preaching. And it's like, hello, he can see you. Like, he can see you on your phone. He can see you doing whatever it is. Right, Right. exactly. If you've got a banjo out there, you'll know because you'll see his face will change a lot. But Uh I think about people who nod off in church. Like, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, man. that's true. That's got to be hard for a pastor mm-hmm. to look out and see that somebody has nodded off. Mm-hmm. It's even worse if the person's snoring, right? I mean, how can that person possibly value God's word or the message or anything like that if they have fallen asleep in church? This one pastor wrote about this happening, though, and it kind of changed my whole view about it. Mm-hmm. He said he talked to this guy who kept falling asleep. He was like, hey, what's the deal? Like, why do you come here if you're just going to mm-hmm. sleep? And the guy said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm on this medicine, and the medicine makes me tired. And I know how important church is. I know how important it is to gather together. I know how important it is to hear God's word. And so I do everything I can to be here. Oh, wow. Even if this medication makes me fall asleep, like I just want to be in the church. And this pastor changed like his whole perspective about it. He was like, you know, for someone who's like working a graveyard shift or a mom who's been up six Mm -hmm. times that night with the baby, the fact that they fall asleep in church doesn't mean they don't value God's word. In fact, it means the opposite, because Mm -hmm. even when they're so tired that they can hardly keep their eyes awake, they're prioritizing getting to church. Mm -hmm. I guess you could look at it this way. I really like football. And there's a lot of times I've nodded off before halftime, right? It doesn't mean that it's not important to me. So have a little bit of mercy when you see someone snoozing. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Like 10 years ago, I forgot about this. We didn't really do kale. Like none of us were really eating kale yeah, about 10 like, years ago. Yeah, where did that come it from? It was just right. And it turns out uh, 10 years ago about the number one purchaser of kale in the United States uh-huh. was Pizza Hut. Now, if you're thinking, I don't remember having anything at Pizza Hut with kale on it, mm-hmm. that's because it wasn't for food. It was being purchased in record numbers 10 years ago 
for decoration on the salad bar. Oh, that's they what that was. There, this the ice, ruffly, yeah. yeah the, oh, yeah. Those leaves are so yeah. stiff that they yeah. stay there and they don't wilt and they just look pretty. Huh. Somewhere along the way, the AKA got involved, also known as the American Kale Association. Come on, there's not, not really. Not even kidding you. Not even kidding you. And they <laughs> found a way to publicize their ruffly green leaves so that now we're doing chips with it and mm. baking with it and mm-hmm. drinking it and well, everything you can do with kale and throwing it right in the trash. <laughs> you sound like one who's wondering, maybe it should have stayed a decoration. Oh, no. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Philadelphia center Jason Kelsey, his wife Kylie, is uh, ready to deliver a baby at any moment, their mm. third child. So what does she do from back in Philadelphia? I'm going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. She's bringing her OBGYN with her. So they're there in, oh. in Arizona waiting for the baby at right. any moment. We right. thought we'd have some fun with this. It's at a football game, obviously. Mm-hmm. So why not name the child? And we don't know whether it's a boy or girl at this point. Okay. You know, we don't know. It right. doesn't matter. Use your creativity. Football-themed baby name. I'm thinking of the name Arizona because that's where the, oh, the that game's going to be held. Be perfect. That's uh, a great either way, idea. Really, I or can, Glenn know. or Dale. Glenn Dale. It's yeah, in Glendale, Glenn. Arizona. See, right? all, these, all these work. So right. any, anything football related, this game mm-hmm. related, anything right. that would make sense. Yeah. Mine, if it's a boy, Thomas David. If it's a girl, Teresa Danielle. The initials TD. TD. Touchdown. Touchdown. What That's what they do in the game. Of things. I got of, that. Of okay. Of, all right. Of, all right. Oblong, I'm following. Oblong ball thing. Okay. We had some great texts coming this morning. <laughs> Dottie in Mount Upton mm-hmm. says, Live or Levi, which you don't understand right away, except this is Super Bowl 57 and the Roman numerals are LV. That. Also, oh, so live, 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 yeah, live or Levi. Very well. Right? Cool. Yeah, well I love done. that. Yeah. Debbie in Maryland says, Phil short for Philadelphia. Jonathan in Meadville says Montana after the great Joe Montana. Mark in Oakfield says Spike. I love Spike. Spike And then John with the girl version I get guess is Puntunia. Oh, Punt. Yeah. Puntunia. I get Puntunia. 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 That's an awkward one. It is. A lot of of explanation to do during your life, (laughs) but uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Hi, who's this? Good morning. My name is Bill, and I'm from Titusville, Pennsylvania. If it's a girl, Lacey. Because of the laces on the football. That's a good one, too. Which is very appropriate because Jason Kelsey, who's the father uh, to be of this child, is the center, and he always has the ball every time on the laces. So that would be very, very good, Lacey. That's what made me think of that one. So, Sharing the message of hope, it's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Bill from Webster, New York. Do you like a good Snickers or a good Milky Way bar? Is that that okay with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Snickers and Milky Way got their name inspiration from what animal? I'm going to say the cow. That is incorrect. Mm. That's a good idea, though, with the milk chocolate and all that. All right. All right. Uh, This is Steve from Auburn, Uh, the owner's favorite horses. Snickers was a horse's name, and Milky Way was the name of the farm, the Milky Way Farm. Uh, How about that? Did you know that, or did you have to look that up? Not going to lie. I looked it up real quick. That's okay. Well, you know what? We reward honesty here. That's right. So (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. congratulations. You got a Family Life t-shirts. 
Awesome. Thank you. If you were wrong, we would have said yeah. nay. Because nay. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good fake laugh, Steve. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I was honest about looking it up. But... <laughs> it's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on family life. A friend you can turn to. You walk into a place you know you've never been before, but you're overwhelmed by a sense of familiarity, a memory you can't quite reach. Oh boy. Has all this happened before? Well, most people experience a sensation known as deja vu. And at some point in their lives, it's a a hard feeling to study, uh, this study, because it tends to arise spontaneously and shaken off very easily. So this sensation called deja vu, they say, some of the experts say it may be your brain correcting its own errors, but they're not sure. Hmm. Wow. It's an eerie feeling. You walk into a place... (laughs) You know you've never been. It's deja vu, too, in theaters now. This is Michelle from Harpersville. The best explanation I ever heard uh, for deja vu was there is a chemical in your brain that tells you to store a memory and a chemical that tells you to retrieve a memory. And when you're having deja vu, they're both present at the same time. Oh, so it's making you think it's a memory that you're actually storing. They're getting mixed up at the same time. Yeah. Ooh, that's and cool. And I thought, that's logical. I like that explanation. Okay. So what you're yeah. saying is that there's some sort of weird mix-up in Steve's brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we've kind of known that forever. <laughs> well, well it, it reminded me of what driving through the countryside. And all of a sudden, looking over to my right, and there's a cow that I thought I've seen before. And that, of course, <laughs> yeah. is deja vu. Oh, something different. It was deja vu. Right. So what well, you're saying I... is that there's something that's mixed up in Steve's brain. <laughs> well, yeah. May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.